Welcome to the Sports Cannabis Chat. This is your host, Jai Rosario. Cannabis and sports have played a role in each other's lives from the get-go. Surrounded in a cloud of misunderstanding and stigma, today athletes and sporting leagues are making waves in the cannabis industry. Every day presents a new opportunity to break barriers, advocate for cannabis, and use your voice. Let's shift the perception and remember to hashtag break the stigma. The cannabis industry is evolving quickly. It's becoming harder for brands to create meaningful campaigns, connect with their core audience, and push the needle forward. Contact the reps at www.treehousesolution.com to learn more about the digital marketing solutions they can provide for you today. Sports Cannabis is a platform for cannabis and athletes to break barriers, spark meaningful conversation, and break the stigma. Today, athletes, pro athletes, as well as now sporting leagues are looking to cannabis in one way or another. For years, pro athletes haven't been able to access a plant that could help alleviate the pressures of a rigorous training schedule, demanding hours and injuries. The traditional methods consisted of a cocktail of remedies that had both short-term and long-term side effects that are proven to be detrimental to these athletes and their careers. Today we have an absolute legend joining us on Sports Cannabis, former volleyball college player turned cannabis entrepreneur, advocate, and educator, Melissa Stapley. She's joined us to take a deep dive into her athletic career, the companies she's created, and the challenges she continues to take on to break the stigma. Thank you, Melissa. It's an absolute honor to have you on the Sports Cannabis chat. We are excited to talk to you about everything. How are you doing and where are you joining us from today? Hi, good. Thanks for having me, Jay. Excited to be here. I am joining you from sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. That's incredible. How have you been keeping despite everything that's going on? You know, we're in a bit of a new climate. How have you adjusted? So, you know, I think the, the biggest adjustment really, because I was doing a lot of my businesses from home anyways, was just the, it's it's the events. That's what I miss the most. The mm-hmm. events and, and the meetings that took place outside of, you know, the conference line. And so I think that's, you know, just really staying focused and kind of pivoting in, in especially with cells, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't have those interactions like we used to have mm-hmm. has just been the, the biggest challenge. But that's just, you know, coming up with new ways, you know, Zoom, obviously, uh, face-to-face meetings can still happen online mm-hmm. and then creating content around that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely presented as challenges for interactions. Like you said, Zoom has been a great tool. Uh, Google meetups, anything like that to be able to continue to network and connect with others around the world. You know, before we get into the conversation of you being an entrepreneur and everything that you're taking on within the industry, I was hoping you could take us back to your volleyball days, you know, and yeah. what really ultimately hooked you about volleyball. So, yeah, so it's it's a funny story that I ended up playing volleyball in college at that level because I actually didn't even start playing volleyball till ninth grade and I only tried out for the team just to keep myself in shape for basketball. So I was a huge basketball fan. I always wanted to play, even as a kid, I wanted to play in the WNBA. Um, but yeah, so I started playing volleyball just to kind of keep in shape for the basketball season. And I just clicked really well with it. I became, I was MVP of the ninth grade team and did really well. And so it just came down to, okay, do you foresee yourself? Is this a passion because if it is you need to sign up for club and you're gonna have to give up your other sports you play you know as you get into high school if this is something that you think you could really take on and go to college with and so um yeah I loved it I just think you know I caught on quick and I made the decision to go full-time with volleyball through high school and so that ultimately you know got me into the division one got me a full ride scholarship so I'm grateful for that 
Mm -hmm. And you're talking about, you know, you playing volleyball in college. It is tremendously taxing. It was something that you had to figure out that you wanted to take on. uh, And right away, you decided this is the avenue that I'm going to go forth with. Talk to us about, you know, what your routine looked like at that time and how you really dealt with training and recovery. Yeah, so I remember in between, um, you know, high school and college getting a personal trainer. My dad had got me one and it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I kind of went through a burnout phase, phase after my senior year. Mm-hmm. So getting that trainer, you know, and kind of having to push, I think what happened, I ultimately, I started at one college and I broke my foot. And so I'll say right off the bat from there, a lot of that was a mental aspect of it and me kind of going through a burnout phase where, and then kind of just playing to play. And I was working out, we were doing a workout and I, it was a suicide sprint and I turned on my foot wrong and broke it. And I won't say, oh, it was a complete accident. I I look back and say, I wasn't mentally and physically there to be able to overcome that injury. But yeah, so, you know, preparing, but then once I got back into it and ended up going, transferring to San Diego State and working out, it was a completely different mindset. But it was the mindset that I wanted to be there. This is what I wanted to, I wanted to excel at it. And I needed to figure out how to stay in shape, eat healthy, work out, make sure my grades are up. Um, But that was something that I was committed to personally versus when I kind of went through that burnout phase, I was just doing it because it was what I was supposed to do. And we're talking about that burnout phase and the fact that you you got to the next level and it really was through injury, right? Yeah. When you were yeah. when you were dealing with these injuries, um, what type of modalities were you being prescribed at that time? And when did you ultimately introduce cannabis for recovery or relief, or did you use cannabis for recovery or relief at that time? So no, I did not use cannabis or recover. You know, for that at that time, this was back. I played in, I graduated high school 2001, I graduated college 2005, so it was 2002 to 2005, mm-hmm. and CBD obviously wasn't really um, known then either, right, mm-hmm. so I was getting prescribed, my biggest thing that I took all through college, even in high school, is ibuprofen 800, because I had knee and back issues a lot mm-hmm. playing, um, and so it, I would always take one or two ibuprofen 800s before every game, I was prescribed in college hydrocodone, as well as sleeping pills. Ambien was the first sleeping pill I was prescribed because I think just the anxiety and like I wasn't sleeping well. Mm-hmm. And and that might have been from, you know, obviously everything, right? Playing sports to college courses, keeping up with everything. And so um and so I'll ultimately say years later and when I got into the industry, which is one of the reasons I got into the industry, C B D helped get me off sleeping pills. And so that but that goes back and traces back to my days playing volleyball in college mm-hmm. where I was Ambien and Trazodone and then ultimately switched to Tylenol PM but for many years even after college I was taking two or three Tylenol PM every night to sleep. So what was your aha moment what you know really sparked your attention to say because you're an athlete right and athletes they're they're dedicated to what they're putting into their body they're very OCD they they're you know in over tenant when it comes to this right and of course there is the kind of silent world where we're talking about opioids we're talking about painkillers sleeping pills what have you different cocktail solutions that are very prevalent but are not talked about what was that aha moment that finally pushed you to the next step to say i'm gonna go look for cbd and then start using it so i was um i was actually like at a happy hour and someone brought it up and i so you know i i used consumed cannabis a little bit in college but not for 
recovery reasons, right? I wasn't really aware. Um, and then I had, it was someone that was, it was in San Diego. I was living at the time at a happy hour and someone brought up CBD and we were talking about it and they gave me the sample of the CBD oil mm-hmm. and saying how, you know, kind of started explaining at the time, like, this doesn't get you high. This is how it's separate from marijuana. There's a lot of benefits. This is the next big thing. It's going to explode. You got to try it. Mm-hmm. So I asked, I said, well, you know, one thing, obviously, since I've been playing, since playing volleyball in college, I've been, you know, with sleeping pills, I had a problem. Um, I go and plus, obviously I still work out as an athlete too. You always continue, you know, you try to stay in shape and work out post career. Mm-hmm. And so I was, the other thing is, you know, the big thing was inflammation. And so that's when I, I decided to try it. And ultimately that weekend I tried it for the sole purpose of seeing if it would help me get off the sleeping pills. And sure enough, I was able to sleep through the night without taking any sleeping pills. So that's really what triggered the, okay, there is something to this. I need to do more research. Mm-hmm. And then they started recruiting me because they wanted me to come work for their company, CV Sciences uh, um, or Plus CBD Oil Products. And they were starting a sales division. And it was right when CBD was starting to become a thing. They were one of the first companies. Mm-hmm. And so I started just doing a lot of research on it. And as, as I started, you know, I'd heard cannabis, you hear here and there like, oh, yeah, it helped cancer patients or yeah there are some medical benefits but it wasn't until I really started researching myself mm-hmm. and then putting it with what issues I had and understanding it from that point of view and what my health benefits that I really realized like wow this is an opportunity one to get into this industry that's growing but two to be able to educate and help people as an alternative to opioids and two other things out there that people are taking that this literally can change people's lives mm-hmm. and obviously sports and athletics I grew up a huge sports and athlete person so when I got into the CBD side of it that was for me a big passion was okay how do I educate and bring this to the forefront for sports mm-hmm. uh, through education and so it was really that was probably back in 2014 that I really started to understand how cannabis can play a role for athletes, for, um, and just, you know, for anyone with their health, with any type of health, uh, issue. You've I mean, done I that like- on multiple levels and, and yeah. outside of being an advocate and fostering that conversation and really, like you've been saying, pushing for education and awareness with mm-hmm. everyone you meet, you've really taken that in tenfold because you're also an entrepreneur pushing that on all different fronts, right? Can you talk to us a little bit more about pro nine wellness and at a high level, what you've created today? Yeah, so I, um, when I got into the industry back in 2014, 15, like I said, I was working on the CBD hemp side first. Mm-hmm. Then I went to go work for a company that was roll and helped bring to market um, CBD topical patches, roll-ons. They did vapes and, and a bunch of different products, and they worked both the CBD and THC side. And so one of the scientists or developer that brought this 96-hour patch to market with this company, me and him always stayed in touch, and we kind of both had gone our separate ways with this company, but me and him always stayed in touch. And so we were talking last year. I had helped him with some other cells and kind of introduced him to other people, but we were talking a lot about his product and some of the infused wearables and some of the, the stuff he was looking at developing, and that's really when I got the idea to start Pro9 Wellness. Um, and really make it a niche for athletes. So it's a it's a line of proprietary CBD topicals, patches, and CBD-infused wearables that are developed for athletes and professionals living an active lifestyle. And so it really focuses on, you know, where we have the trademark, wear the relief, because it really focuses on wearing or 
you know, having that CBD product to wear while you're working out or training to help maximize performance as well as recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, so the patch, right. It's a four day patch. So that can be worn while you're working out. The bracelet is an infused, um, plasma enhanced bracelet that releases CBD into your skin through your wrist area for uh, for up to three days and it's refillable. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really focused on the topical and wearables for the athletic markets for something for those that are, you know, need that relief or that inflammation and pain relief while they're working out too, not just after they're working out. And so I, you know, I got the idea. I always, like I told you, I always had that passion about bringing CBD and cannabis to the forefront for not just recovery, but also for mental health and performance as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's why I launched Pro9 Wellness. I have a background. My other company, MJ Hybrid Solutions, focuses on education and training with the industry. So I do a lot of sales and education training for dispensaries and retailers and brands. Mm -hmm. And so I want to incorporate a lot of education that I have from MJ Hybrid into the Pro9 Wellness brand, mm -hmm. but where it's more conformed and focused on those living an active lifestyle. So how do these products that you've brought to fruition with Pro9 Wellness, how do they ultimately fill a void in the market? And why do you believe they have an opportunity to make a serious impact within the athletic community? Well, one, um, it's a proprietary formula. It's a little bit different formula that's mixed with essential oils. And like the roll-on, for example, is more of a thin layer of and rapid absorption product mm -hmm. that can go in and, and ultimately get in deeper into the skin and the bloodstream and, and cause that rapid relief. And so it's a little bit different. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the market that's standard on the market is tinctures, gummies, capsules, you know, and like the menthol roll on, mm -hmm. which are all great products, right? But they're very saturated. So this, by focusing on a topical and infused wearable alternative, like the bracelet, there's nothing really like this on the market is that you're providing an alternative for athletes that's something that they can wear possibly while they're training or working out or for days at a time. So for example, the patch, you can wear for up to 96 hours. It's waterproof, you leave it on. So then you're getting re the release of cannabinoids into your system for up to four days versus having to take a capsule every couple hours or put the roll on on every few hours as well. And you know, you've created these invaluable products that really can help any athlete out there. Like you're saying, it really can help them over a couple of days. Understanding data insights can be incredibly hard with today's climate. Um, there isn't a lot of data out there. And we were hoping to understand, you know, which platforms do you specifically leverage to help you get a better perception of your user profile and how to create that full circle solution? Well, you know, LinkedIn, social media is obviously a great source mm -hmm. uh, to get through, especially to athletes. I've been utilizing a lot of friends that I played volleyball with or played in college with mm -hmm. that have, you know, played baseball, football, and kind of getting the products in front of them and friends and family to kind of spread the word. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a, a big source that has been great this last month or so is Clubhouse. Mm-hmm because that allows a platform for people to go in and talk about cannabis. And we do a weekly cannabis and sports conversation, me and Antonio Harvey, who's a former NBA player. He has a CBD brand as well. And we focus, you know, on cannabis and sports and kind of get, it's, it's been great because we've been able to get a lot of former athletes or current athletes on there that jump up to kind of tell their story about cannabis. Yeah. And I think it also is a, a really authentic platform for people to be quite engaging and to talk without feeling like they're going to be judged or anything like that. It also yeah, gives exactly. an invaluable opportunity to network. You know, you've created truly unique products that have had profound effects. 
you know, what is the ultimate goal with this line? And can you talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the future products that are in the works? Yeah, so really, you know, the ultimate goal with this line is really to help kind of be a global leader in CBD sports relief by helping millions of athletes and active professionals achieve maximum performance levels. So, you know, it's going to be through education primarily of, of, of how CBD products can work and ultimately how can we get them in front of athletes and at especially at a professional level, right? Like in what way are, is CBD and cannabis going to play a role in the future of athletics? And I, and a lot of that starts back with, you know, college, like we were talking about what I was prescribed in college. That's where, okay, how do we get into that area to focus on pushing? Because that's ultimately where it starts with a lot of these athletes and for what they're taking and consuming in their bodies. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and, and that's the, and that's the biggest thing right now. I really want to focus on the topical products. I don't really want to get into the ingested market. So I really see topicals being kind of the headway with athletics and in, in starting with that just because they see that, okay, if they can put it on topically, they're not consuming it. We don't have to worry about them being high or, you know, all the, all the many crazy stories people might have with ingesting product. So, yeah. And then the goal is, you know, we we're looking at developing a line of sports devices that can have CBD infused into it via the, through a patch or reservoir versus into the fabric. And so that's, a, that's a line of products that we're looking at making down the road is, is how can we incorporate what athletes wear every day while they're working out and incorporate CBD into that. So they're already, it's a product that's already there, but adding that CBD or um, uh, formula into the product so that they can get that relief while they're working out. Okay. And we're talking about these products today. You're also the founder and CEO of MJ Hybrid Solutions. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Talk to us about that platform, what you've taken on with retailers to push the industry forward. Yeah. So when I, it was about in 2017 or end of 2016, when I was really working a lot with a lot more dispensaries and, we, you know, as we were seeing Prop 64 in California become recreational and, and seeing these states turn, I really was noticing a huge gap between employees, dispensary employees and the mainstream consumer, right? Because you're starting to see a lot more new users coming into dispensaries to try cannabis and they're unsure about what they need. They want to just be told what to take, right? Everyone just wants to be told what to take. So it's like, how do we bridge that gap? And I saw a huge need and void in what these employees were getting trained on. And so for me, that's really another passion of mine, right? Was the education and being able to bridge the gap between ma the mainstream and cannabis. And so I developed the, what I call the MJ hybrid training system, which is a hybrid training of both sales training and cannabis education. Mm -hmm. So I believe that retailers, employees need to know how to effectively communicate what they're, you know, and, and educate the consumer, but understand how to communicate that correctly and sell correctly, but then also as well being educated on and understanding the science and product knowledge as well so that they can best guide the customer to the right product. Yeah. And why do you so, believe that's vital to the movement of cannabis? You know, making sure that they are educated, but also able to have knowledgeable and transparent conversations. Well, I just think, you know, cannabis is so new to a lot of people. And depending on where you're at, yeah, it may have been around a little bit longer, but when you have people coming in and you have a variety of, you know, cannabis products, mm -hmm. you don't have, unless you're in the industry, like to, and to keep up with all the con continuing, uh, you know, research and stuff that's coming out is it's, it's overwhelming. And so it's important that people got to understand just like any type of job when you're selling, it's, it's all about the need and, and what, what the customer needs and kind of understanding, you know, asking them questions versus Jen just walking in and saying, okay, what do you want? And you're looking at a whole line of flour and a whole line of vape 
and edibles and the consumer is just overwhelmed. And so I think it's especially important in this industry because this is a new product that people are walking into and don't know a lot about. It's not like going into the vitamin store. You know what vitamin C is, right? Mm -hmm. It's been around. And so hopefully in 5, 10, 15 years, it will be like a liquor store or a vitamin store that people walk into and they really understand the difference between craft cannabis, um, different routes of administration, understanding the dosing and packaging. But it's, it, until then, it's still very new for people. And so it, ha, being able to communicate that effectively is super important. Like, you don't, you can have all the product knowledge in the world, but if you don't know who you're speaking to, it's not going to get across effectively. Yeah, we're talking about communication, right? You know, today's, yeah. today's climate's really changed the way, I think even you and I talked about a little bit earlier, the way companies communicate, whether it's with each other or whether it's to their consumer, you know, what it's really amplified is the power of social media, the power of these digital tools that can help really elevate our mission. My question to you is which social platform do you find you get the greatest ROI in? Um, I mean, I would say probably LinkedIn. Okay, and, and which platform, let's say, do you find is heavily underutilized but could have a huge force in the near future and, and why would you pick that platform? So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say because there's so many different rules and things change so constantly, right? Because, I mean, I think Instagram's a huge platform with a huge ROI as well. And then, you know, I could say Clubhouse is underutilized right now because it, it's just new. And so it's still getting out there. And I do, you know, as long as they don't kind of come in or get bought out by Facebook to where they start taking away the platform first cannabis, I think Clubhouse is a huge opportunity because it's a major connector. You get on there and it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a chat room with the moderators, but you bring people up, you introduce people. And especially right now with what we're dealing with, everyone being home, not being able to travel, no events. It's like one of the best ways to have a, a live conversation and, and meet and connect with people that might be in the same area that you may not, you know, it's, it's hard because when you look at LinkedIn and stuff, even though it's a, you can get good ROI on it, it's also gets oversaturated, right? Mm-hmm. The messages, you probably get the same thing. You get a lot of messages from people. And so you don't look at as much where Clubhouse, you're speaking to people live at that moment. So things get brought up. So I see Clubhouse as being a huge opportunity for the cannabis industry. There's a life it's, factor to it. It's almost like you're yeah. in a conference every day. I think the biggest thing with Clubhouse is it going to get overly, you know, is it a big hype that once events start happening, it's going to lose its its value or are they going to keep up with continuously like maybe creating it as a video so people can be face to face, right? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of continuing to grow it and keep up with the current changes going on, right? Because we're, I, I don't know about you, but we're starting, just like you said in Canada, I know you guys are still pretty locked down, but we're starting to get those emails with the events happening later this year. People are anticipating getting back to those events. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But for right now, like you said, there are some fantastic platforms out there. When we look at the future, you know, a lot of people are quite speculative as to where the industry is heading. Um, Do you believe that the major point of emphasis will be educational and medicinal applications going forward? You know, I I mean, I definitely even because I'm a big believer, even with these states, you know, you go recreational, right? Mm -hmm. I still am a big believer that most even recreational users, when you see a huge uptick from a recreational versus medical state is really because those people are willing to try it, but they don't have to go through the whole thing of going to their doctor or telling them or getting a medical card. 
Mm-hmm. So to me, recreational still plays a huge part for recreate or from or recreational plays a huge part for medical because most people that go into a recreational to buy something, they are most likely still taking it for some type of medical reason. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I think the medical applications and starting to see the different as, as more research happens, we're going to start to see more specific variables or specific products as they relate to certain conditions. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely see the medical application still being, you know, a huge growing, growing area. Recreational will be there, but I, I definitely, you know, we're, we're still, we're just barely touching the surface of, of what this plant can do for people medicinally, right? And understanding dosing and, and, and what, you know, cannabinoids, what terpene profiles work best. We still just, a lot of it's still anecdotal. And so as research comes out, we'll start to see a lot more of the medical applications. You know, it has been quite a slow and steady adoption of cannabis throughout the sporting world. Where would you like to see it within the next two to five years? Well, I would definitely, one, like to see all professional sports. You know, I know like football, we don't test for it, but there's still probably loopholes or they could still get fined if they get caught with it. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like it to be able to just kind of be off of any type of substance list in that people have that option. I mean, there's still going to be after some regulation in, in terms of the cannabis and consuming it, you know, before a game, right, and getting high. But I would like to see it being starting in the next two to five years, kind of being starting to be used as for recovery and performance as athletes, you know, through after practice or after games, instead of getting shot up with a steroid, you know, being able to rub a CBD cream on or be able to take something, uh, some type of cannabis products to help them with that recovery. And that and that's standard. It's normalized. It's not taboo. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been an outspoken advocate. We've been able to hear that throughout the whole conversation. You're constantly pushing for change, creating transparent and open conversations. For other athletes, entrepreneurs, or individuals listening to today's conversation, looking to follow in your footsteps, if you could offer them a piece of advice, what would that be? Well, you know, the biggest thing is one, you got to be willing and be willing to come out, right? Understand what, if you are kind of on the fence of, of being outspoken about it and you're nervous about that and what the impact it's going to do, you need to sit down, really weigh the pros and cons, but also it's education. And so when you do want to speak to it and want to be able to help others understand it, like I always say, you have to start with understanding who you're speaking to. So this is just more than just cells, right? It's just a normal conversation. So if you and me are talking about it and I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand that how cannabis can work, especially with athletics or sports and recovery, I'm going to ask you what you even know about cannabis first and kind of what your thought process is on it, because then I can better explain to you based on your understanding. And I think that's super, super critical, no matter what, whether it's just cannabis or sports or cannabis in general and just education is really understanding what that person knows about it because a lot of people are ignorant or just not understanding of actually what cannabis can do, but they need to be told from their point of view and kind of, or even from how it can help them versus just how it's so great. And then maybe they'll start to really come to understanding or be more accepting or maybe trying it. And then from there, they go to tell the next person how it helped them. And and that's how you start that ripple effect, right? Thank you.
Thank you, Melissa Stapley, for joining us on Sports Cannabis. Follow her on Instagram at MJ Stapley, S-T-A-P-L-E-Y 9 today to keep up with her latest initiatives and events. She has some incredible content. We highly recommend a follow, like, and auto-subscribe. Thank you for joining us on Sports Cannabis Chats. Follow our Instagram channel at Sports Cannabis to stay up to date with cannabis news, quotes, stories, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay ahead of the game. Our next episode, it's going to be incredible. We have another legendary cannabis athlete joining us, and it's an interview you will not want to miss. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow all our channels. I don't ever want to let go Something about the way it goes on I don't ever want to let go